Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. So if we go back to the to the national average on bathroom edition upscale average job cost for that hundred square feet, hundred and four thousand seven hundred thirty-three dollars. Resale value twenty-seven thousand eight hundred and thirty. Cost recoup twenty-six point six percent. That's the national average. Now, if you want to compare that to Seattle, which I'm just grabbing another West Coast city here, the average there for that price is 132,877 with a resale value of 34,000. So your cost recouped is 25.6%. I tell you what, that is a return on investment that is poor. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great show lined up here, which is going to help you probably navigate your remodeling and construction projects for this year and next year. Uh, This is going to be a jam-packed hour of information for you. First, though, before we jump into uh, the cost versus value report of what things cost and, of course, what things give you a return on that value, I wanted to say, hey, thanks for uh, joining the Around the House Insider for all of you out there in the podcast world, radio. We really appreciate you as well. We've got uh, our new subscription service, which gets you the uh, back catalog. And uh, if you're a podcast listener, you get to get the podcast early. For more information about that, head over to aroundthehouseonline.com, and you can catch the podcast there. Well, today we're talking cost versus value. And these are some of the things that, uh, you know, what's your return on the investment? And this is, there's, they really remade this whole thing this last year. Uh the whole program used to be by Remodeling Magazine. I believe it's now run by Zonda Media, but they really changed things up. They changed uh, some cities. They added some more relevant topics, which I love. And let's dive in here. One of the biggest ones is a controversial one. And this is one that um, some people are really deciding to, you know, stick their their sword in the ground and fight the battle. But HVAC conversion electrification. So if you're going to go over and change things up and and like anything with the cost versus value report, you need to pay attention to what's on the list and what the description is, because it's all about the project description, because what you think might be a high end might be a low end or a mid or vice versa. So let's talk a little bit about what their lists are here. What they say in HVAC conversion is, that electrification is convert a fossil fuel burning furnace to electric heat pump for heating and cooling for a 2000 square foot home, remove a dispose of the existing furnace, uh, you know, recycling ductwork from basement crawl space uh, project assumes here's a key one. No asbestos exists on the furnace or existing ductwork, which is good. Uh, remove grills, patch drywall, touch up paint on ceilings, areas to cover over 10 existing supply ducts and two return ducts. 
So basically, this is putting in a new double pull 40 amp breaker for service panel. Uh, this is a brand new heat pump installation. So this is really cool. So this is a uh, 48,000 BTU inverter type heat pump, five line sets. So this is really putting in, getting rid of the old oil or gas furnace and putting in a mini split heat pump with all the other work in it. So this is really important information, guys. So this is a good one here. So if you're going to get rid of that whole system and put in a brand new heat pump, job cost for the uh, national average, $17,747 with a resale value of $18,366. So that's 103.5% national average. Now, here's what's interesting. If you go to Seattle, that's even more expensive. But you get a similar return. $22,907 is the job cost with the resale value at 23. So either way, you're still getting 103.4%. So that's really good. Uh, Pacific out here on the West Coast, that's 104.8% average. So a little bit more. And that's pretty good right there. Now, that is just... They're saying 18 to 22, almost 23,000 here, depending on where you are using the national average. Of course, you can go over uh, and and check your local area for that exact number, but that's about what it's costing to to remove your old furnace system and put in a brand new heat pump system in a mini split type category. So that gives you a really good idea, but here's the interesting part is you're getting more out of it. So it's actually a, a really good investment in your home. And one, it's going to save you money. Two, it's going to help you with the cost recoup if you go sell it. So you're increasing in the value. And that's really where it gets interesting is some of these cost recouped are absolutely horrible. And I mean, and a great example here, we're going to go into, um, let's let's dive into bathrooms for a minute here. Uh, bathrooms are a very common remodel project as well as one of those that uh, that you see out there that is probably one of the most likely if you've hired the wrong contractor to go sideways. I think I have more bathroom issues that I get from my viewers and listeners, people like you, of contractors that have taken them over bathrooms. So it's a high-risk category as well. Uh, you can have the, the a beautiful contractor, or you can have someone to a house that I was at here a couple weeks ago that uh, all three bathrooms are going to have to get gutted back to the studs because it was done that poorly. And these people are out, you know, over $100,000. So this is one of the things we got to be really careful with. Now, if we start looking at averages here, probably the worst one in the national averages that I see is a bathroom addition that is upscale. So let me go over here to bathroom edition upscale and, and get you that number because upscale is kind of an interesting one because what we might call upscale, you might not call upscale. And this is really interesting. So if we go to bathroom edition upscale, we're going to add another, we're going to add a new hundred square foot master bath to existing master bedroom over crawl space. Include a 42 by 42 neo-angle shower. Nobody's going to do that. With ceramic tile walls, accent strip, recessed shower caddy, body spray features, frameless glass enclosure, freestanding soaker tub with high-end faucets, stone countertop with two sinks, two mirrored medicine cabinets with lighting. You know, you get where I'm going here. Nice one-piece toilet, good exhaust fan, all the things you would do. You know, waterproof shower fixture, 
cabinetry, extend HVAC, electric in-floor heating. So yeah, that's a good bathroom addition upscale. So if we go back to the to the national average on bathroom addition upscale, average job cost for that 100 square feet, $104,733. Resale value, $27,830. Cost recoup, 26.6%. That's the national average. Now, if you want to compare that to Seattle, which I'm just grabbing another West Coast city here, uh, which I'm going to compare it to, the average there for that price is 132877 with a resale value of 34000 So your cost recouped is 25.6%. So if you're doing a master bathroom addition or a bathroom addition like that, I tell you what, that is a return on investment that is poor. And that's a project that you're going to tackle because you want to, because there's a lot better places to spend money. And uh, 26.6 as a national average isn't good. And uh, we'll dive into more bathrooms here in a little bit, because I tell you what, this is where it kind of opens your mind up, because there's a lot of different bathroom model things here that we can talk about today in the next segment, because I tell you what, it's, it's a, a good learning experience. The average bathroom model in mid-range, and we'll talk about this when we come back, to have somebody come in and do this, $24,606. And this is your typical hall bathroom. We have the five-foot tub at the end, the little vanity, the toilet, and you got that tub shower. And uh, that does bring you a 66.7% cost recoup, but your resale value on average is only $16,413. We'll talk about what goes into that $24,000 just as soon as Around the House returns. show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education thanks for joining us today well hey if you're looking for my youtube videos for my show easiest place to find them for the tv show is go over to aroundthehouseonline.com and just go over the website there you can find the videos on the front page of that and then when you click on it you can actually look at the playlist and see the other 80 81 videos that are up there today over there we've got some great stuff it's not all just home improvement we are talking to uh different people we went out and visited uh pendleton woolen mills last week uh watched them take raw wool and make it into uh clothing and blankets and of course there was so much more that we talk about including an amazing tile backsplash that we show from start to finish on the best way to do that all right, well, let's get back to our cost versus value report. When we went to break, we were talking about what the average price of a bathroom model was, kind of that hall bathroom. And the national average in the U.S. is 24606 But let's go talk about the details here that really make this a big deal. So when we come into this, if you go into the bathroom remodel here, mid-range, this is kind of where it gets interesting. You're going to update a 5 by 7 foot bathroom 
Replace all fixtures so the 30 by 60 inch porcelain on steel tub with a 4 by 4 ceramic tile surround. Who does that, by the way? Put in a steel bathtub with 4 by 4 tile. So it tells you how cheap of remodel this is. New single lever temperature and pressure balance shower control. Eh, meets code. Standard white toilet. Solid surface vanity counter with integral sink. Recessed medicine cabinet with light. Ceramic tile floor. Vinyl wallpaper. Okay, guys. What are we missing there? We're not changing the floor out. You notice? There's no addition. There's no mention of the floor. And there's nobody changing out the cabinet either. So that tells me that you're keeping the exact same floor. And, oops, sorry. No, we are doing a ceramic tile floor, but you're using the same cabinet. They're not doing a cabinet in that. So that's an interesting one. So you're reusing the cabinet. So that's what gets you that $24,000. That is not any kind of an upscale. Now, if you want to go to a bathroom remodel that's upscale, where you're looking at something a little bit nicer on the national average, let's talk about that for a bit. Um, and that's where it gets interesting. This is that upscale versus mid-range. Their mid-range is entry level. It is builder basic. And that's one thing to remember when you're looking at these things. All right, so our bathroom model upscale, which is a little bit different, of course, but you can kind of get an idea here. You're going to expand an existing 35-square-foot bathroom, which is small. It's like a sheet of plywood if you think about it. To 100 square feet within the existing house footprint. Relocate all fixtures. Include 42 by 42 inch new angle shower with ceramic tile walls and accent strip. Recessed shower, caddy, body spray features. Soaker tub with high-end faucet. Stone countertop. Two sinks. Two mirrored medicine cabinets with lighting. Uh, compartmentalized commode area with one-piece toilet. Exhaust fan. You're going to use matching ceramic tile on the floor. Diagonal ceramic tile base molding. New lighting, waterproof lighting fixture in the shower. Cabinetry has custom drawer base, wall cabinets, extend HVAC, electric in-floor heating. So that is a upscale and, to be honest, probably a more common bathroom that you would see out there. And so what are the averages for your average, kind of what I would say a normal bathroom? Hold on to your wallet. $76,827 is our national average out there. So if you're going to do a, 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 a standard bathroom remodel with what most people would put in there, national average, 76,827. Now, if you pop over to Seattle, theirs is 96,689,000. ,000. But here's where it gets crazy. In Seattle, the cost recoup is 31.6%. So for the 96,000, almost 97,000, you get 30,000 back. On the national average, you're paying $76,827 to the contractor, and you're getting 28,203 back. So you're getting 36.7% back. So that right now is not a good return on your investment. Now, if you're going to be in the house for 15 years and you want to enjoy it, Nothing wrong with that. So that's a big one right there. So let's go over here. Um, we're going to pop away from bathrooms for a minute here. And I want to go over and talk about some of the things that are going to give you a better return on your investment. Because I tell you what, that one's horrible. One of the best ones out there is a garage door replacement. Now, national average, and actually we'll talk about first, let's talk about the description here on the garage door replacement. Because... That's a key here again. What kind of garage door are we putting in there, right? 
Remove and dispose of an existing 16 by 7 foot garage door and tracks. Install new four section garage door on new heavy duty galvanized steel tracks. Reuse the existing opener. New door has a lifetime warning made with high tensile strength steel with two coats of factory applied paint. Foam insulated. Um, windows on the top panel are, are half inch insulated glass. Hardware includes galvanized steel hinges and ball bearings, urethane rollers. So nice, decent garage door. Not the builder basic one, but a nice one. So when you look at that, this is what I love. National average, 4302 4302 bucks. Resale value, 4418 bucks with 102.7% cost recoup. Now, if you're in the Seattle area, 5034 is the job cost, 4464 so you get 88.7% of the cost recoup. Where on the West Coast, on average, it's at about 47, so you still get 96.8, so you're still doing good. But see, these are the things, and one of the rules that I've noticed when it comes to getting your money back on a project, one of the things that I've really noticed is if you really want to get that money back, many times, just getting that curb appeal is where you see a lot of this money. And that's where the money shows up as far as getting that return on investment. And that's a key right now is getting some of that money back. Now, let's go into another one here. This is an interesting one here too. Going back on that, if we look at a, let's go manufactured stone veneer. Uh, basically putting that stone veneer on the front of the house, $10,925. Resale value is 11177 bucks. So you get 102.3% on a national average. Now in Seattle, it's of course costing about twelve eighty three, twelve eight ninety, actually twelve thousand eight hundred ninety three bucks, eleven thousand one hundred eighty three dollar recoup. So you're getting eighty six point seven. So you're still getting a really good return on your investment there. And again, that's because you're going through and doing that. Now, as far as scope of what you're doing, let me uh, give you a quick description on that because that's really, you're going to take 300 square feet of continuous band of existing vinyl siding from the bottom third of the street facing facade replaced with adhered manufactured stone veneer. So you got uh, 36 lineal feet of sills, 40 lineal feet of corners, and uh, going through mortar scratch coat, doing that whole thing. So that's kind of what your scope and the materials are because, again, like we talked about on this kind of project, it's all about the scope and what their description is. And so that's just basically going across the front three feet up. And uh, that manufactured stone veneer on average is going to cost you about 10925 bucks across the U.S., which, you know, not too bad, especially if you get, on average, 102.3%, you're getting some money back out of that project. More of the cost versus value report just as soon as Around the House returns. To the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your own through information and education. Well, we've been talking about the cost versus value report. 
And that's uh, costversusvalue.com. You can find it over there. And uh, I've been taking a look at some of these numbers because they really revamped it this year. And in this segment here, we're going to talk about more about things that give you great returns out of this. And in previous segments here, if you're listening on the radio, we talked about some bathroom models. We talked about, uh, you know, garage door replacement and how good of a deal that is, as well as HVAC conversion and, of course, manufactured stone veneer. Well, there's another couple ones in here that, of course, showed up really high on the numbers, which I like. Entry door replacement in steel. Your average return, cost versus value, across the U.S. as an average is 100.9%. So, costs you about $2,214 to have that door replaced, and the retail value of resale is at $2,235, so it comes out pretty good. Now, it really depends on where you're located. Here's what's funny. In Seattle, for instance, that number is almost twice as expensive for that steel door than it is in the national average. So in Seattle, that cost is $4,063, but you only get the $2,239 return, so it only gives you a 55.1% return. And so this is some of the things where this cost of living which has gotten out of control, lack of the trades, because, you know, in the Seattle area, like many on the West Coast, have really removed trade programs from schools. And so there's a shortage of those trades. And that's why you start to see the difference between 2214 as a national average and $4,063 for the same exact job. And so that's kind of the price we're paying for these many of the school districts removing those programs for 15 or 20 years or more. And so that's some of the stuff we see. Now, let's get into another one that's pretty good number here. Siding replacement fiber cement. Now, what's interesting with this is it's kind of the opposite of what we were just talking about. So let me read you the, um, the fiber cement kind of specifications here so you know what we're talking about. So replace 1,250 square feet of existing siding with new fiber cement siding. Factory primed and factory painted and installed the manufacturer's specs include factory trim at all openings and corners. And so that's where it is. And now this is kind of on because we get some opposite reactions here on the numbers compared to what we were talking about earlier. So fiber cement, in average, you're talking about a $19,000 19361 is the cost to do that. So you're going to pay 19,000 bucks to have that installed and you have a $17,129 return. So on the national average, 88.5%. Now here's where it gets crazy. If you live in Seattle, it's cheaper there. And that's because there's so many people replacing siding up there because of the weather, everything else. And there's a pretty competitive market with that. So $15,613, so $4,000 less for that fiber cement siding. The return on investment is huge, $23,620. So fiber cement siding in the Pacific Northwest is 151% return. That is the largest return on here. So that is good money adding value to your house. Where on the West Coast, it's only an 86.9% return. So interesting how that goes. Um, I know there's a ton of siding companies, and they are very fast to put the stuff in. 
And uh, the West Coast is not a vinyl siding really market. And so here's what's interesting. Vinyl siding is almost the exact same cost, you know, within a few grand. So 16348 as a national average with a $15,485 resale value. So vinyl siding has a 94.7% return in the national average. But if you go over to Seattle, an example, vinyl siding, which to me is not as nice as fiber cement, that's $19,000, So you get a, and the return on the investment is 19, so not as good as fiber cement. So it's only a 99.2% return. So it's funny how that goes because of it not being a hot item in the Pacific Northwest, it costs you more, so it hurts your return. And fiber cement is actually cheaper than vinyl siding in the Seattle marketplace. And it shows about average with that. Um, vinyl siding on the, on the, in the Western U.S. is not as popular as it is in the Midwest and the East Coast or the South. So you're seeing those numbers go different, you know, with that. But it's fascinating how much that changes things around and what those percentages are. And so when you're looking at this cost versus value report, and you can go over to their website and take a look at, put your zip code in, take a look at it and find your area to get your numbers. And that's the beauty of this is they cover a lot of different places around to do that. And so that's really great. So that's some of the big numbers in here uh, on the national average. That's most of them here. Now, here's another one here. Minor kitchen remodel mid-range. Now, this is where we got to stick to the basics here. Because minor kitchen remodel, this is not a regular kitchen remodel, but a minor kitchen remodel mid-range. And this is where it gets kind of interesting. In a functional but dated 200-square-foot kitchen with 30 lineal feet of cabinetry and countertops, you're going to leave the cabinet boxes in place, replace fronts with new shaker wood panels and drawer fronts, including new hardware, replace cooktop oven range and slide in refrigerator with a new energy efficient model, replace laminate countertops, so new laminate, install mid-price sink and faucet, add new vinyl flooring, finish with painted walls, trim and ceiling. So this is a really flipper basic, you know, okay, we're going to put in new doors and drawers. We're going to do kind of a reface, put some Formica countertops on it, and some vinyl flooring, and some paint and appliances, and we got it dialed in. That's all that is. There's no granite. There's no backsplash. There's no anything going on there, okay? So when we get into this, this is where the numbers start coming in here. So if you look at minor kitchen model mid-range, your job cost as a national average is 26790 Resale value adds 22963 so it's an 85.7% return. If you got on the West Coast here, um, it's costing you a little bit more, $28,057 at a 79.2% cost recoup. And in Seattle, the numbers are a little more, $30,000 and a $21,963, so about $22,000. So you get a 73.2%. Now, here's where it gets crazy because not many people get excited about that. Let's talk about the major kitchen remodel upscale because this is a really big one here and actually we're going to be running out of time here in just a second so we'll, we'll talk about this and i'll give you the numbers afterwards but let's talk about 
what goes into a luxury kitsch remodel. So if we go into a major kitsch remodel upscale, that is a updated and outmodded um, outmodded 200 square foot kitchen with 30 lineal feet, top of the line custom white cabinets with built-in sliding shelves, other interior accessories, stone countertops, glass tile backsplash, built-in fridge, commercial cooktop, vent hood, wall oven, built-in microwave. You're going to have a high-end undermount sink with designer faucet, maybe a water filtration system, new task lighting, tile or similar flooring that looks like wood. So that is a major kitchen remodel. And so that's what that is right there. And that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good place to be as a nice kitchen remodel. Now, this is where the numbers get crazy. And actually, we'll talk about this when we come back. Because what they say a major kitchen remodel is, man, I tell you what, this gets really expensive quick. And uh, we're not talking that $27,000 that we saw on the, on the minor. When we come back, we'll talk about what those numbers are. Hold on to your wallets, folks. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. around the house show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education we've been talking about the 2023 cost versus value report and kind of taking a look at uh i picked a city other than portland i picked seattle just to give you kind of an idea of what it is out here on the west coast for all of you not in the pacific northwest and i uh, wanted to get some numbers here to compare them and show you kind of how this lays out and this gets interesting so when we went to break we were talking about the major upscale kitchen model and what those costs were so if you're going to pay for a major kitchen remodel upscale, like we talked about in the last segment, $154,000, $154,483 to be exact, your resale value is $48,913 and you get a 31.7% return. Now, if we run out to major kitchen remodel in Seattle, it's even more, $173,836 with a $44,000 return, and that's a 25.7% cost recoup. And that gets pretty crazy pretty quick. And so now let's let's talk about this for a second because I think it, 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 it bears mention, right? If you are going to put your, if you're doing a kitchen remodel to put your house in the market, right, and you want to get the most out of it, this is where maybe you might need to do a kitchen remodel because if you're looking at your house saying, you know, in Seattle, you can't get a house for under 800,000 bucks pretty easy just because of the crazy prices up there. But let's talk about that for a second. If you have a $800,000 house that has a horrible kitchen and everybody else has a brand new kitchen in it, that price of that kitchen remodel is coming off the price whether you like it or not. So you need to kind of give some value to this and think about it because if you want people to come buy the house that's something finished, you're probably going to have to invest in it. Now, if you're thinking about just doing a, a nice basic upscale one, that's one thing. Or if you're thinking about just cleaning up and doing some work on it, 
You need to be in competition with the people in your price point or what they call those comps. Otherwise, you're going to have people bottom hitting you and trying to really, really be able to get that where, you know, you're competitive in the marketplace. And especially with today's tightened market, high interest rates and everything else. So that does not come out in the numbers. But if you want to get the house sold, sometimes you're going to have to take some hits and uh, maybe fixing up that kitchen is going to be one of them to get people to purchase it. Now, let's talk about some of the worst numbers in here. Now, I think one of the worst numbers on a national average, and this one was kind of shocking, this number every year goes down. If you look at a master suite edition, and let's talk about this for a second, and this is coming from, if you're just joining us, the cost versus value report at costversusvalue.com. These guys over at Zonda do a great job with this, and there's a lot of details in here that really help people. And uh, make sure you head over to their website to get the area, the cost for your area. But when you look at a master suite edition, this is where it gets kind of crazy in the numbers because, I mean, this is a big project. So you're adding a 32 by 20 foot master bedroom suite over a crawl space. So it's an addition, right? So you're adding on, adding spaces, sleeping area with lounging, sitting area adjacent to large master bath. Include custom bookcases, built-in storage with millwork details, high-end gas fireplace, stone hearth, custom mantle, walk-in closet, dressing area, natural light, mirrors, linen storage, maybe some French doors, bathroom has walk-in shower with dual shower system, stone walls, floor, custom frameless glass, freestanding soaker tub, so just a really beautiful space. Outside the bath, they have a five-foot-long hospitality center with a bar sink, under-counter fridge, custom cabinetry, stone countertop, microwave. So they've got all the in-floor heating, custom wall finishes, uh, soundproofing, uh, general spotlighting, high-end lighting controls. That's what that is. No, that's, that's, that's living well. I'll be the first to say it. That is a high-end project right there. Here's the number for that. Average price in the U.S., $325,504. Resale value adds $73,875 at a 22.7% return. It's even worse in Seattle. That's a $407,000 project, $83,000 return at 20.4%. So you think about that. That is That addition is going to be your worst return. And that's pretty darn low. I mean, if you look at that, there are some other ones that are close. You know, upscale bathroom addition. You're looking at uh, national average at 104,733 bucks, $27,830 resale value at a 26.6% return. And in Seattle that went up $30,000, so it's at 132,887 at a 25.6% return. So when we start breaking these numbers down, we see a lot of different things. Um, let me, before I do that, let's actually jump in on the deck real quick. Deck edition composite, uh, 23,430 is a national average, $9,000 return on investment. So it's a 39.8% deck edition in wood because it's less money than that. That is at 17,051. So it's a 50% return. That's not bad. And of course out on the West coast, it's much more expensive than that. So those are kind of the things there that really make a difference. But when you look at this, 
your worst recoup on investment, unfortunately, is your bathroom projects. Your mid-range, cheapy mid-range bathroom model gives you the best return because the cost is so low. But your bathroom remodels, and right now your kitchen remodels, are not doing well. If you look at a serious kitchen remodel, the biggest number is a return. National average is 41.8%. So you're losing 60% of your investment in that. And then your master suite edition is one of the worst at uh, on the West Coast at 19.9%. So you're, you're tossing away 80% of the investment on that. Whereas in a, in a, just to kind of put it in a nutshell, your best return, if you're in the Seattle area, is fiber cement siding, where you get 151% return. And really the best on the national average, if we look across the U.S., going to a heat pump at 103.5% return. Now, that number is probably going to be even higher right now than 103.5% because many cases, there are thousands of dollars with rebates out there that are currently in the market today to cover that. You know, in June 10th, there's a lot of great rebates out there for energy efficiency. That is huge, guys. So that could be even more. That could be 130, 140% if you've got thousands of dollars coming off that price to do that. And it's going to save you some money in the long run too. So really curb appeal is big. Your HVAC conversion to electric is big and even bigger than what they state due to that. And then, you know, roofing is decent. Uh, when you look at that as well, roofing is a, is a decent one. I mean, you have to have roofing either way. But if you look at roofing replacement asphalt shingles uh, at a 61.1% or a metal at a 48.9%, those are all things that give you decent return on investment. Uh, and again, you know, the, the front doors, that curb appeal stuff is really big. And so those are kind of my tips for this consumer, you know, if you're going to go out as a consumer and pay for somebody to do this project, this is where that cost versus value is going to come in. Now, many times that job cost, if you're going to do it yourself as a DIY project, my recommendation is, is to cut it down by half. So if you're, you've got $325,000 into a, a master suite edition, probably your max saving is going to be 50% of that if you're doing it yourself because about half of that ends up being materials. So that's another thing to measure if you're going to tackle this as a DIY project. But the resale is not going to change. So this is where really on some of these projects, if you decide and have the skills or want to learn the skills to take on the project, you can really increase your value because all of a sudden if you take something that has you know, a 54% return, you're now taking that into a 100% return if you're cutting that down by half and taking the labor out and not counting your sweat equity you're putting in your house. 
All right, everybody, this is a great one on the cost versus value report. Love to see your comments over on social media. Track me down over. Just look for Around the House Show. You can head to our website at aroundthehouseonline.com. And if uh, you're listening on the radio, you can catch the podcast over there. And if you want to be part of the uh, Around the House Insider, make sure and subscribe over on any podcast player or head over to aroundthehouseonline.com. All right, hour number two coming up. Don't go away. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.